a listener production. Okay, are you recording? Are you recording? Hello, and thanks to you. Yes, you. Thank you for downloading episode 11, part A of the Howie Games Artist Series, the first episode in our second Howie Games Artist Series. We have got so many cool guests to bring to you in the next few months. I'm talking singers, actors, TV stars, movie stars, writers, all these cool cats brimming with creative gold, but all deeply connected to sport here. Oh, how are you? Though? You're doing a marvellous job there, uh, young Howie. I've got a couple of notes for you. You improve on a couple of areas, but uh, anyway... Is there a toilet around here? It was so exciting shaking hands with Mother Teresa that we took a security guy with us and he passed out. (laughs) (laughs) About four or five overs into my spell called me for throwing. So you can imagine how embarrassing this is. I've made my debut, I'm making history, I'm representing my people, and I then go and tarnish it by effectively not knowing how to bowl. What's the point in wrapping yourself up in cotton wool if you're not living a great life? You know, yeah, you could be safe, but I kind of arrived at the point that life, you know, is for a short time and you really should squeeze as much as you can out of that bad boy. So that is coming your way and plenty more of it too in the next couple of months. But to kick things off today, we are starting with former AFL player and now it man. (laughs) Doesn't he love that term? He's an it guy. He doesn't love that term, but that's what he is. This man is a breakfast TV presenter, writer, commentator, and so much more. And his name is Tony Armstrong. These days, well played, Johnson. This would be something if Armstrong can kick a goal. So in his first game as a swan, Adam Goods, his hero, wanted to play for the club, came on as a sub. He's happy. He's had a look at the kid. He's had a big day now. Now, Tony is a seriously fascinating dude. He was drafted at the end of 2007 to the Adelaide Crows in the AFL. Tone played 35 games across three clubs. He's loved at all those clubs. His last game was back in 2015. Now that is a journey that requires a fair old dose of resilience. From there, our man has kicked on big time. He's worked in radio and TV where he recently won the Graham Kennedy Award for most popular new talent at the 2022 Logies. Yes! He's a Logie winner for his work on the ABC News Breakfast Show. Tony brings sizzle, sizzle I say, with a capital S, to the often reserved world of breakfast TV, and we love sizzle. Yeah! We're through! We're through! We're through! We're through to the World Cup! Yeah! Very good, Tony. Yes, yes, very good, I tell you. Sizzle, big time. Now, throughout this chat, you'll hear Tony reference the fact that he is playing for the mighty Barwon Head Seagulls. Local footy, alongside local netball, is the heartbeat of most small country towns. Barwon Heads, where I live, is no different. It unites the community on a Saturday. This episode was recorded in early August, mid-September. The mighty Seagulls, with Tony dominating off (laughs) half-back... They won the premiership. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
was a good day. It was a fine day. And TA, being the legend that he is, well, TA promised his premiership jumper to the big penguin. Community, I tell you. Community. Tony, well, he's the type of fella you can talk to about anything. Such are his wide and varied experiences in life. Athletically, yeah, his AFL career is behind him. Creatively, he is just getting going. Tony's is a story with many, many more chapters to come. Enjoy Tony's journey so far. Welcome to the Howie Games Artist Series, a man that has been an elite professional footballer. He is now a television star. He is a writer and he was just picked up the guitar in the back and it was like Jimi Hendrix had walked into the room. <laughs> Tony Armstrong, welcome to the Howie Games Artist Series. It is a privilege to have you here in Barwon Heads. Oh, it's great to be down here in Barwon Heads, Howie, and thanks for having me on. Um, and it was nothing like Hendrix. It was like maybe <laughs> it was like maybe if Hendrix was trying to play opposite hands with a piano. I don't know. It was it was it was an omni shambles, and I'm glad we didn't record it. Yeah, this is the first podcast we've ever recorded at my house, otherwise known as the Barwon Heads. Uh, health retreat. Yeah, so welcome. I, I found I found it a little bit interesting that you did invite me and named it the health retreat. Is, <laughs> is, 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 is that loaded? Is it how? You've seen me in the bar and no, Heads footy top, but you've gone, geez, he no, needs to get into the no, health retreat. My wife is very health conscious. We eat well. Funny you say that because I just showed you out there. So what, what do you think the protocol of this is, great man? We got. Two and a half months ago, a sauna, mm-hmm. which is a life changer. In winter here, sauna on 65, right next to the pool, which mm-hmm. is five degrees. So I have now got my tolerance, Wim Hof style up, to 25 minutes in the sauna, then four minutes in the mm-hmm. cold pool. Never felt better. But Erica yeah. has girlfriends around mm-hmm. and they go in the sauna. But there's just something weird about saying to one of your mates that's a dude. Let's you want in. to come round for a sauna? No, I love it. I Do love you? it. Because I texted you. You said, what time to come down? I said, well, depending if you want a sauna or not, I thought he's just going to think I'm a real weird customer. Nah, I'm into that. Right. I'm into that. Um, I would be too relaxed for uh, footy training later <laughs> if I got in the sauna. I wouldn't get out and I wouldn't be Wim Hofing it either because I'll, I'll be going nowhere near that pool until the summer months. What about in footy in your AFL career? Yeah. Uh, uh, Cold baths are a big part of it, the I ice followed, bath. I followed the Graham Johncock uh, <laughs> protocol. The great the great man from the Adelaide Crows. Absolute gun, but I don't reckon he ever told the truth about his <laughs> ice baths. And, um, you know, kind of you copy the ones who you look up to, don't you? So so he was an ice bath avoider? Yeah, I might have told a few porky pies along the way, yeah. <laughs> Been the ice bath tone? Yeah, yeah, bloody earth, yeah. <laughs> Well, the, the science, Just in my 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure the science is still proven, but I know it makes you feel really good. So I've only had one mate, the Potsy Monster, came in the sauna with me. It was a bit awkward early days, but we worked our way through it. So the sauna is available for you at any stage oh, during the podcast. I love that. I love that. Now, the reason you are in Bowen Heads fascinates me because <laughs> you, you lived your life as a professional athlete. Footy is now behind you. Well and truly. But something mm. has brought you back to footy. So you are playing for the Barwon Heads Seagulls, the, Seagulls. The, the pride of this town. It's a country town, so it revolves around footy and netball. Mm-hmm. Why? Why go back to playing footy? It fascinates me. So I came down maybe six weeks ago, yep. six weeks ago from when this podcast is recorded. Yep. Um, and I'm sitting there on the hill. It's the most be- one of the most beautiful vistas you'll get in local footy. You've got ocean, the hill, river. you've got the ocean, you've got the river. You've you've got um, a nice bluff to the right mm-hmm. um, as you look out over the ground, and 
it was a beautiful sunny day and my good mate Nathan Brown was playing, um, former former Pi, excuse me, and former Saint. Now, for those that are aware of Nathan, he plays local footy down here. He's got an ass on him like a Mack truck. He has three defenders on him mm-hmm. and he just wheels his ass and blokes almost end up in yeah, the river. Yeah, they go, they go flying kind of like a kind of... <laughs> Kind of like a like like a Bruce Lee film, they you do. know. They, they, they really go, do. They go flying off him. Anyway, he just flicks his ass and off they go. I oh, know he's he he's a beast. Um, and anyway, I was watching him play, and then afterwards, you know, I'd I'd I'd, I'd sat on the hill and I'd had a couple of um I'd had a couple of performance enhancing yes. um beers, Bowenheads Brewing Company beers. Exactly right. Yep, we'll we'll plug them. And um, yeah, I I just got yarn into brownie and Tim Goddard the prez and. Yeah, the next evening I um I'd basically committed um to coming down to play with Brownie because I hadn't hadn't played he's one of my really dear and best mates and I hadn't played with him for seven years. <laughs> and yeah, that was basically it. And then and then I'd I hadn't looked at my schedule. And I, and I was like, <laughs> Which is rather busy, but and, like, and I was like, oh, I can't play for the next five weeks. I signed like the next day and then there's an announcement in the Addy, the Geelong Advertiser, um, which is a local rag down Massive here. Massive AFL recruit coming to Bow and Heads. All this kind of stuff. Yeah, in the in the super fine print, um, unavailable for six weeks. <laughs> and the funny thing, well, the boys who I play cricket with, uh, uh-huh. they, they, they are very heavily involved with the footy club. They're like... Tones debuting this week, Tones debuting. And I'm thinking, fantastic. And they texted me in the morning, Tones debuting today. I'm at the MCG doing a game of AFL for Fox Footy. And all of a sudden, in walks the boundary rider. It's Tony Armstrong. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, there's going to be it some very be disappointed people down there in Bowerheads. <laughs> yeah, well, because as you know, in, in our business, you kind of, you kind of, <laughs> unless unless you've got like a rolling contract somewhere, yeah. you, you basically don't, like, like you get your next sort of four to six weeks. In a roster. In a roster. And I just kind of, I got really excited, which is why I'm really, like, I'm really glad to have people who look after me now because I'm not very good at organisation. And I just kind of said yes because I got eyes wide. Um, so, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, eyes like wide-eyed and, and bushy-tailed. And, and I was like, oh, God. I just kind of looked at everything. I was like, "Gee whiz!" I'm like interstate, or I'm, or I'm, you know, doing doing Fox or whatever it was, or I had commitments. Um, but yeah, now I, I basically just started saying no to stuff from then, so that um, I, I, I could be available for the goals. We'll get we'll get to saying no, which after you say yes for a long time to yes. get anywhere becomes difficult. But your first training session. So you grew up obviously loving footy, yeah, and then you play as a profession. Like the, the cricketers I work with, when they talk about having to go back and play a Legends game, they can think of nothing worse. They're like, oh, can't play cricket again. And some of the footy players are like that, but there's still something obviously for you yep. that is that, I don't know if it's the romantic or the footies or the grass or the lights that you loved as a kid that brought – because if you weren't going to enjoy the game, you're not going to go back and no, play. No, there's no – because I don't need – like. No, you don't need to. Got a full dance card. Yes. Um, so was, what was training like? Loved it. Did you? I think it might be the Denko rub, <laughs> you, know, you know, like 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 kind of Pavlovian, yeah. you know. Like, so you put on, you, yeah, yeah, but I'm ready to go, you know. Um, were they doing circle work? Yeah. Were they doing Wayne work? All, all, all that kind of stuff. But I think I think what's great about it is um, like the kind of yeah, it's serious. Like like it's serious. Like you want to win, but it's 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 fun. You know, it's fun first. 
and then serious, I think. Um, and, you know, you know me well enough to know that I'm probably a, a more fun, fun than let's button up kind of person. Um, and, yeah, that really appealed to me. It really, like the opportunity to play with, with uh, Brownie again as well. Like we're both washed, but that's fine. We still, we still go all right. Um, and yeah, I mean, for me, it's just the fun. And I suppose I didn't, I didn't realize I had the itch until I watched again. <laughs> and like, I was in that really, like I was in that environment. I went, I went into the rooms after the game, hadn't been in footy rooms for four years. There's something magical. It's magic. There's something magical about it's, it. Like, like sporting, like, like sporting clubs, cricket, yeah. cricket's the same. Um, I've seen my son now, you just met him out the front, Mako. Um, he's 11. They sing the song as a group when oh. they win and it just makes me smile because of all the joy I know that is coming his way with his mates and clubs and with my daughter as well. And, yeah, the amount, yeah, all the stuff that they've got to look forward yeah. to. Um, and I think one of the things that, like, in my, in my current role I get little bit frustrated with uh at work it's not necessarily the people i work with but it's the way sport can kind of get crapped on a bit mm. you know for being um for people who are a bit more simple or you know not necessarily um big thinkers or this kind of thing but i'm like far out like the joy the, the raw joy and emotion you get out of it is and the connection with the community in a, uh, in a little place like this oh 100% you know so you you played your um so famously where i live there's a there's a derby it's called the battle of the bridge cuz barwon heads on one side of the bridge and ocean grove is on the other yeah we are well yeah so uh, they have probably been more successful in recent times, although Barwon Heads has won the more recent premiership. You played in your first Battle of the Bridge. Yeah. Was, it, was it like a, a big game in Sydney? Was it like playing for Collingwood at the MCG? Was it like an Anzac Day style look, operation? Look, I'm not going to piss in your pocket and tell you it's raining. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> so it wasn't quite at that level. <laughs> but the, emotion, like, like the level of emotion within the club is, is the same. It, it means just as much. Um, I've noticed you've got the red socks on at the moment, uh, yes, which yeah, is which is a faux pas. Um, <laughs> right, well, they're, they're the they're the Sydney song socks. The, yeah. the great Paddy McCartan sent me, and I love those socks. Um, they are they are good socks, and we love Paddy. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, it was it was just great to be a part of that, and you know, you can you can just see what it means to everyone who's involved in it. Um, and yeah, like. There was a great crowd there. We got the chockies, yep. which was nice. Um, it was pretty. It was pretty close up until sort of halfway through the third quarter, and then so I heard. And then we and then we kind of put a bit of put a bit of distance on them. But yeah, it was it was it was, it was good to be involved in a game like that because um, I hadn't been for a while. Yeah. Just, just me for a sec here. Pardon the interruption, but I've just got a short story to tell you. Now, you've heard Tony waxing lyrical about how good local footy is, getting back to the grassroots, nighttime under lights, the Sharons pinging around with your close mates, all trying to achieve the same goal, the smell of denker rub in the change rooms and maybe a schnitzel after training or the like. We stopped recording this episode at 5.15. Tone was about to head up the road two minutes. Two minutes to Howard Harmer Oval where the Mighty Seagulls train on a Thursday night to get ready for the big Saturday game. He's pumped about it. And we step out of the little studio, a.k.a. the spare bedroom, and the rain's coming in sideways. And there's about a 40-kilometre-hour westerly blowing, and it is cold. It is cold. 
But he's been talking about how much he loves local footy and training. Anyway, Erica, my beautiful wife, has been cooking up a nice chicken pasta arrangement in the kitchen. And the smells just started wafting down through the studio. The fire is burning. It's nice and toasty. And the sort of tone just comes out and sits down next to the fire. And he's like, hey, what's for dinner? She says, oh, Tone, just a bit of chicken pasta. And he, he sort of snuggles down in front of the fire. And he's like, hmm, hamstrings <laughs> are feeling a bit tight. Be fair to say, as much as he said he loved the local training, our man, he didn't get to training that night. Sat in front of the fire with the family had the chicken pasta, bang, straight back up the highway. <laughs> but he still got the job done. But I just wanted to tell you that. On with the show we go. Uh, so it hit me, the, the depth of it, when, again, my son was playing his first non-Oz kick, so it's under eights. It's under eights, Tone. And Daz coaches them and he's the best mentor for my son I could hope for in the local community. Gun footy coach but understands what's important. Likes the boys to do their best and to win but there's a lot more to it. And he's given them the, you know, we'll do our best, do everything you can, support your teammates. Like they've never played them before. It's under eights. But don't forget, we owe these boys. <laughs> I'm like, you've never played them before. Yeah, oh, how, how can you owe them? His granddad got your granddad. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's, it's bizarre. Hey, you talked about saying no, mm. which is I think something that people with a lot on their plate like you, you go from saying yes, 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 because you want opportunities. Now you're faced with having to say no. Mm. How have you gone about it? Oh, I'm getting so much better. Mm. But um, I think we might have even had a conversation about this Um sort of fleetingly maybe at, sort of at, at the start of this year. Yeah, and I think indeed. and I think the thing about it is like to give people an insight, like you ha- like at, at the start, you've got to say yes to everything and you've got to everything. do the stuff and you've got to do the stuff that no one wants to do um, because A, it's an opportunity. B, like, the, like they talk about flight, flight hours. You know, it's just time at crease, getting better at what you're doing. You know, sharpening up, you know, always taking on um, advice, trying to implement things that people will tell you, um, and you say yes, 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 and then, and then there kind of comes a point where, like, the more you say no to, the better off you are, mm-hmm. and even with a full dance card, the amount of stuff that you're saying no to um, is staggering. Like, oh, where where was this? Where was this, you know, X amount of years ago when I was tongue it, yes. you know? Yes, um, yes. Um, but that's just the nature of it. And oh, I'm I'm getting much better at it. Uh, I think a part of that comes with you, you, your self-worth as a asset to, to talk coldly um, uh, and kind of going, all right, well, I'm not worried about another opportunity coming along. Like I know I can say no to that and be fine, Um, which is a great position to be in. Very, very good position to be in. Um, But yeah, I mean, the like probably the first couple of times you say no to things that are pretty decent. I felt sick in the stomach. Yeah, you're like, what if what if that never what if that never comes again? That's right. But then I suppose you've got to kind of think really. And it's, and it's hard to like thinking really clinically about things and you go, well, the wheel will come back around, you know, if I'm, if I'm not a, if I'm not a dickhead. Yes. 
um, and I'm and I'm pleasant to work with. Um, some like absolutely some something will come along, but yeah, it, it, it's it's been a it's probably happened in the last I reckon year, last year to eighteen months because like I I stopped calling um, because I just didn't I didn't have the time or the desire to work that hard because calling's. So when Tone's talking about calling, he's talking about commentating AFL football. So I've got a question for Mm. you on that. So I I work for Triple M. You were calling for Triple M. You you work with the great... I debuted with you. Yes, you did. You debuted with me, which is something that is stuck in my mind. Tony Armstrong on debut on the M's. Looking forward to seeing and hearing him call. It's the Tigers taking on the West Coast Eagles. Duck, and I like our new inclusion because he offsets us nicely because Rocket comes in here. He sort of goes for the look of... Probably the grandparent. You come with the look of the man around town. I've got more the surfy look. And our man Tone's rolled in out of Brunswick with a red corduroy <laughs> shirt, a denim jacket, some three-quarter pants and the Converse. He's got the hipster look with a moustache as well, Duck. Yeah, he's, got, well, he's probably got a little bit more style than all yes, of us. Yes, a, nice, a nice hipster look about it. Hey, Tone, we can't wait to call the footy with you. What are your initial thoughts on the game today? The Eagles taking on the Richmond Footy Club. I know you're excited to be here. Yeah, no, really excited to be here, Howie. Thanks for having me, fellas. Um, I think it's going to be an absolute cracker. Really looking forward to seeing what West Coast can bring. We know that they're really good out here on the G. They haven't lost in Melbourne for quite some time, and... Well, the Tiger train, it's, uh, it's up and running. Um, so, yeah. And we'd both been taught and mentored by a great fellow by the name of Barry Denner, mm-hmm. who taught me how to commentate football, and, and I know he had a similar influence yep. on you. And I remember thinking this at the time, and it wasn't something to bring up on air. It was a, it was a big story that you were commentating because mm. you're a new caller, but it was badged as you being the first Indigenous caller to call football on Triple M. Mm. Well, well, commercial radio. Commercial radio, yes, mm. commercial radio. So the thing that immediately came into my head tone was are we celebrating the fact you're the first Indigenous person to do it or should we just be rolling along that you're a new caller? Yeah, well, it was an interesting one. Do you know right? what I mean? Yeah, oh, 100%. I was kind of – I was caught between three thoughts. Because I, I was never going to introduce you as the yeah, first. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a weird one, right? Weird. Because, because also there's like the other, the, the the other part of that is like, well, like I mean, it's awesome that it's me, but God, it's pretty late. Yeah, you know, like yeah, you, you know, so so that were the three things I was jostling with. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I was because like it was a, it, I, I remember when I was announced to do the game. Well, not announced, got the roster about six weeks out, yeah. and at the time it was. West Coast, Richmond. Richmond had lost like eight in a row. Also. <laughs> so it was like the off-Broadway, yeah. whatever game it was. Yeah, which is the ideal place oh, to you start. Just, you want, with all due respect to whatever game, you want no one listening. That's right. You just want to, you know, push one through cover. Yep. You know, just... Ten not out overnight. Yeah, just, Ten get, not just, out. just get to the other end. No one remembers the innings. No chances. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I like it. Scratch like around it. for a 30, 35, <laughs> yep. and, you know, we'll be back better next week. Um, and then, like, Richmond go on this run, mm. and it was 1v2, I think. Mm. So it was a massive game, I think. And there'd been publicity around it for the reason yeah, we're talking like, about. holy hector. Yes. Um, and then you've got all of that um, going on as well, and it was, yeah, it was really weird. And to actually get back to the crux of your question, I think probably right to, to acknowledge it, in the week and it's something to probably celebrate. And I can see why commercially 
someone like, like a brand or a company would want to celebrate that because yeah. it's awesome um, that it was Triple M that did it. Like, you know, that was awesome by Ewan, um, Ewan Giles, um, who's in charge of the programming, um, to take a chance. Um, but then I guess by the by the same token, it's you you kind of want to just you, you just want it to be normal. Another dude calling the footy for exactly, the first time. Exactly, exactly. But I think I think what it showed is it it just couldn't be anyway. Yeah, it's a good answer. It's a one on one, Kennedy. <laughs> too big, too strong. Takes the mark at the top of the square, and this is to get them level with the Tigers. He's going to kick from about 15 out, top of the square. That's a good game, isn't it? Oh, point blank. Goal skip. That's his first of the afternoon. And what a time to kick it. 13-4-82. Back to TA shortly. Next Tuesday, a man who has played three of the most popular characters on Australian TV in recent times. Glenn Robbins, a.k.a. Kel Knight from Kath and Kim, Russell Coit from All Aussie Adventures and my favourite of the lot, Uncle Arthur from The Comedy Company. Glenn, well, he's got some brilliant stories to tell, some about his creative side, some about his sporting side, including a story about his great departed mate, Warnie. So Warnie was the one that said to me before I started the first series last year, you really need to get Glenn on. So... Um, it's bizarre that he's no longer with us. He he told me a story that I still am not sure if I believe about you and him when he was banned from playing cricket and he needed someone to bowl to yeah. because he could not bowl in any registered licensed place. So he'd taken the diuretic, he'd come home from the World Cup. Yeah. Is this a true story? It is, yeah. Um we did it in terms of for the greater good, so Shane, because we were outside of cricket. It was myself and Russell Gilbert. Where? Where did you go? Uh, it was a Victorian indoor centre. Right. You uh, and Russell Gilbert and Shane Warne. And Shane Warne, just the three of us. Um, <laughs> I love this, Glenn. Uh, as, as you're padding up, you're going, I can't believe what's about to happen. <laughs> now, you'd also remember he's bowling onto what? What's the material? What, what, oh, like the, uh, in the indoor net. It's like Astro too. Yeah, yeah. The ball can rip mm. on, on that. And he could he could spin the ball a decent amount anyway. Yeah, to be fair. Well, yeah, to be fair. Um, <laughs> so I think Russell maybe batted first, and then and he did 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 fine. And then I went in, and he just to see him do that little step, the goosebumps on your on your on your whole body going. Oh my god, it's about to happen. The ball would get about ten foot away from you. Yeah. And you could hear, you could hear it buzzing through the air. And I started laughing because I knew it was dipping down and I knew it could do one of 10 different things. And I had no idea. <laughs> of what those 10 things could be. Yeah. It could go up, it could, it could go left, it could go right, it could, it could go down, it could go, it could be. And, and, in, and, and, and Shane would have been just giving me gentle ones. And, and then I hit one and Shane went, shot. I went, oh my God. I fit Shane Warren quite well, and he said shock. <laughs> that is the genius that is Glenn Robbins next Tuesday on the show. Alrighty, back to Tony. You're perfect for the artist series because you're a very creative man, which we'll get to. But let's focus on 
Let's focus on the sporting side of your career at the start. Tell me a bit about where you grew up. Tell me about your family history. So, grew up in Western Sydney um, with just my mum. Um, so she is, uh, I think, second generation Australian, but we're Irish on mum's side. Hmm. My old man, whom I've not met. You never met him full stop? No, right. no, no. Um, he is, um, he's a Gamilaroi man, so I'm a Gamilaroi man. And so that's kind of like around sort of north, like, like northwest New South Wales, southwest Queensland. Um, and yeah, it's so like grew up out, out west of Sydney, which is super multicultural, super, super multicultural, but I'm not sure if you're familiar with it that, that well, but there's the holes where the army base. Mm. And so that was near where I went to school and stuff. So a lot of mums or a lot of my, my friends at school, their parents were, not ex expats, but from interstate like South Australia or Victoria. So a lot of the kids randomly played AFL or played Australian rules. And so. Which would be unusual for Western Sydney. 100%. 20 years ago. I wanted to play, I wanted to play rugby league, but mum, thank God, was like, you'll break, you'll snap. (laughs) Good advice. Um, Great advice. Great Margaret. Yeah. Well done, Margaret. Brilliant. Brilliant stuff by Margaret. And then I, um, so then I, uh, yeah, started playing footy and loved it. And then we moved to a little town just out of Aubrey called Brocklesby, small. which is tiny. So you think Barwon Heads is small, Brocklesby is like 200. Right, so why'd you move there? Mum, so mum's a teacher and she wanted to get oh. out of Sydney. And so she asked for a teaching transfer within a half hour's drive of Aubrey. And so we ended up in Brocklesby, which was exactly half an hour out of Aubrey. And were you cool with that? No worries. You're young, you know. Yeah. What age are you? Oh, well, 11. Oh, whatever you're Yeah, 11. Say. Yeah, you're just like, whatever. Um, so where Justin Kaczynski's from. Oh, right. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, so I spent a little bit of time there. Went to high school in Albury for a couple of years at Murray High. and then What, went- what got you at high school? What, what were your subjects at high school? English. That was it, really. English. Sucked at everything else. Right, but English. English. Which we'll, we'll get to yeah, and, yeah, and the yeah. writing you do. So the, the obvious. And then I went to Assumption. Oh, then you went to Assumption. Yeah, oh, as, a as a border. Yeah. How was the first day there? Loved it. So I actually Did got. You? I actually went down there a day before to play first eleven cricket. So I'd played first cricket before I'd actually a been to school. I love you even more. I didn't know this. Loved cricket. Battle ball. A bit of bit of both. You know, classic. So medium, off spin, oh, yeah. pace. So I used to um, compare. Go on. Um, okay, so the world's poorest man's Andrew Simons. <laughs> Jeez, you well, yourself a good rap. Porous man. <laughs> right, okay. That like that was who I wanted to be. You okay. know, I, I did I did I did I did the zinc, I had big buffy hair. Um <laughs> I was in cover point. You were, know. were you a were you a man that could lift the ball over the fence? I could, yes. Right. Nice timing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. so Bowen Heads Career Club, we're always looking Yeah, looking. so we're I don't <laughs> Come and join us in the C grade to start, then move your way up the grades. No, no, no. I don't think I need to be moving up any grades. So assumption was was cool. Oh, I loved it. I um, and it's a big footy school. Yeah, it's a yeah, big yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I had the best time there. Or, so is that like sleeping in a dorm and all eating together and all that stuff? What, yeah, what yeah, was yeah. what was the all of a twist type stuff? Right. So what was the meal that they'd serve? Anything? Oh no. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Gruel. Gruel. <laughs> Just gruel. Just gruel was again. A good one. Like a little Sunday special. A no, bit of extra no Sunday specials. No, no, we made them extra sloppy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, the challenge being you're 
<laughs> you, you're cooking for 150 kids yes. three times a day. Yes, That's boys, tough. growing boys. Yeah, well, boys and girls. Um, oh, it's co-ed assumption. Okay. Yeah, so it became co-ed in early 90s, I think. Um, but, yeah, it was it was the best. And, like, because I'm, I'm an only child, uh, it was just the best going to a boarding school. Hard for your mum. So I, see, this is the thing. Like, mum's just been a superstar the whole way through. And what a what a, like... You don't realise it when you're a stupid, when you're a stupid fifteen-year-old. No, you don't. I don't think you fully realise it until you actually have kids yourself. Well, so so I reckon I'm close to understanding. Yeah. But once once if I have kids, then I'll then you're right. Then Absolutely. I'll really understand. But so, yeah. So your mum, for mum. your opportunities, has sent her most precious thing in the world away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gee. I know, right? I don't know if I could do that. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's amazing. Um, I can't believe, like, I can believe she did it because she's, she's like amazing. But I also, by the same, by the same token, can't believe she did. But it. she did it for you, obviously. Yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah. It's a selfless thing to do. Yeah, it's like her love for me was greater than yeah. her need. Yeah. Greater than her selfishness. Well, not even selfishness. You know what I mean? Just yeah. her want to be around her yeah. son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know, you're a little shit as well. Like not. Not realizing that you wanting to go spend time at your friend's houses on the weekends is breaking her heart. Mm. So yeah, look back. Like I was never a shit, but you 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 look back. You're obsessed. On... You're self obsessed. Yeah. Of how, how did she? I, I loved, I loved your Logie speech where you referred to her as the old cheese. There's a lot of people I need to thank. Um, first off, uh, the old cheese. My mum, Margaret Ann Armstrong, is a superstar. She's done everything for me she's been a superstar wouldn't be up here without her so is she happy being known on national tv as the old cheese well i also got australia to clap for her so um, big thanks to her and please give her a clap she'll love it back home so at what point does tony at assumption think maybe i could make a career out of playing football Probably year 12, like I was playing really, really good footy. I had a really good nationals carnival um, for New South Wales. Um, and like all the letters started coming for draft, like, because back then you got letters, I don't know if you still do now, um, from the footy clubs. And I went off to draft camp. So probably halfway through year 12, I was like, oh, I'm a chance here. Um, and then, yeah, like, geez, it happened fast. Like I finished school on Friday, went caught the train back home to mum's on Saturday, drafted Sunday, sorry, drafted Saturday, moved, moved Sunday, started Monday. In Adelaide? Yep. So you walk into, who, who's, the, who's the biggest of big at the Adelaide Football Club when you walk in the door? Andrew McLeod. Well, for me, anyway. So there's like Andrew McLeod, Simon Goodwin, Tyson Edwards, Brett Burton. Wow. As probably... As, so probably, multiple, as, prob- as probably the big dogs. The multiple you know? premiership players. You're, you're 17 or 18. What, what, how do you go walking in the door into a professional sporting environment? How far off the mark are you? Miles. Oh, yeah. Miles. Like, I, I, was just a, I, I was just an 18-year-old kid who was pretty immature coming from a boarding house where we just stuffed around all the time. Um, and, yeah, like, it, 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 it just took me longer to click um, than, it, than, it, than it did for other people. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I really, not, I think I definitely know I frustrated Neil Craig because I was almost the antithesis of the type of, of, of the type of player 
sorry, of the type of professional that that that, that he liked. And he, he was the ultimate. Old yeah, he was professional. Yeah, 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 he was. He was like you know, everything is footy, everything, and I just, I just couldn't. Even, even now, with whatever it is, I, I do, it could never just be all that. No, you know, I, I, I would, I would find that really unhealthy, but, the, but it works for some people. So, yeah, we were just, I think, incompatible. Yeah. So yeah, things must have gone okay, though. I, I've written it down. You played your first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, round one against Fremantle in twenty ten. So yep. you've been there all of two years. Also, yeah. that that was my third year. Yeah, so it's your third year. Um, Eleven disposals. What was your memory? If I did, did Margaret come? Yeah, Margaret. Margaret was there, so that was awesome. Actually, played it. So Mick Barlow played in that same game in his debut. Okay, both Assumption boys. He looked after me in year twelve. Different different debuts. He's had thirty two and kick three. <laughs> All right, you got beat though, and I've and I've uh, and I've walked out, and I got bloody stitched up by my teammates. I remember coming out on the ground, and I'm, I'm one out in the square on Adam McPhee, <laughs> who's a Bowenheads man as well. He He's is a man mountain, a man mountain, and I would have like if I turned sideways, I'm I disappear <laughs> at, at that age. Maybe not the same anymore, but yeah, I think I'm maybe 69, 70 kegs. He's probably ninety three. And got two inches on me. Wow! I'm like, come on, fellas, can we get a can we, can we get a change? Can we get a change? You've got the Frio face. We're giving me what for? <laughs> Pretty traumatic stuff, actually. <laughs> you, 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 you played at Adelaide. Mm. You went to Sydney, which yeah. we want to talk to you about, and you went to Collingwood. Yeah. So I don't know. What did you six years, thirty five games in six years? I was all, I was an, I was almost like like had. Had I had, had I been lucky at the right time, yep. I might have lasted a bit longer. But I, I, I needed a, I needed a good dose of timing and luck. And like, if I was to have played, sort of, you know, a hundred or whatever it was. So it's like it's you've it's almost, you've played thirty five games of yeah. AFL football. It's a, it's what every kid dreams to do. Yeah. But every kid doesn't grow up thinking they're going to get moved on a couple of times to different clubs, mm. not play games. What's professional sport? How do you deal with being told you're not good enough? Yeah, so this or, is – this yeah. is yeah, that's that's actually something that you really have to reconcile with, right? Because, I bet. And how do you not let it bleed into your person as opposed to your athlete Oh, well, I did for sure because, right. um, yeah, I think the biggest – what I think is the biggest lie in quotation marks that that everyone gets sold on is it like if you work if you work really hard for something and you want it enough, it'll happen. Mm. And I think it's it's really good to aspire to working really hard and wanting something a lot, but it doesn't mean it will happen. And I think for me, what I like, what I wanted was the you know the two fifty game, you know a couple of premierships, club legend, one club player, you know all that stuff in whatever sporting like in whatever sport it is. There's a version of that that everyone yes. wants, um, and unfortunately, that simply isn't the case for just about everyone, right? The majority, hundred percent, the majority. Um, and then, so you spend so much time working so hard, and and then, and 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 giving and, and giving it so much, and then you know you 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 essentially fail. You get delisted, 
um, you kind of look back on your career and you go far out. So, six, so how'd you deal with it? How'd you deal with it when you're years, ostensibly telling you you're not good enough? Yeah, well, this is it. And then it's even like the week to week thing. You're getting you're getting the non direct feedback through non selection. So you're not getting picked. You're not good enough. Exactly. Mm. And and so it took me a couple of years. I could still st- still do um, see see a therapist because I think it's great. But I heavily um, I heavily lent into that when I finished because I was. I felt worthless, like just like I had nothing. I felt like I'd wasted time looking at all of my friends, and they were, you know, four years into being a full a full time Sparky, or mm. you know, everyone's flying, and I, I'm my my career trajectory is couldn't have been going. I'd fallen off a cliff basically. I was unemployed, and yeah, I really I really really struggled with it. But then, but then once I kind of found, I guess. Probably, probably once I found media um, in in one form or another, I, I, f- I found that I was good at it, and I and I had this work ethic that was built from footy. Mm. Um, but I'd also learned a really valuable lesson that it's actually okay if it doesn't work out. Um, so so now I think a big secret to kind of you know the small amount of good good fortune I've had so far is. Like I'm not afraid to to stuff up or make a mistake or whatever it is, so I don't get that. You know how some people can tie themselves in knots. Mm. Um, I don't really get that. So failure is okay. Yeah, failure is 100 percent okay. And you know, I look back and I go, well, far out. I spent eight years failing. I'm all right. You know, things are okay. So a couple of things in that eight years. You went to Sydney. You grew up going mm. to Sydney, and then I guess you walk into that club and. The heart and soul of that club when you were there was Adam Goods. I presume yep. he was. Oh yeah, no, it was. There's this great photo. I'll show. I'll sh- I'll show. I'll show it to you when Please we're done. Do. Um, there's a photo of me when I'm like eight, getting my hat signed by Goodsy, huh. like you know, making sure he's signing it. And then it's like you know, twelve years later, thirteen years later, I'm running out on the G with him. It's just. That's a good story. Tony. It's just. That's a good story. Yeah, it's just like moments like that are stuff. You know, yeah, I in my mind failed, but you can't take that away from me. Like that's that's the, that's one of the, that's probably still the coolest thing for me that's happened in anything. I still re- remember clearly. I was on the boundary for Triple M the night he was booed, and he came to the bench and walked down three minutes early to finish the game. And I saw him walking down, and I was always going to have to go down to the rooms anyway. And I thought, well, oh, gee, this is something extraordinary going on here. And, and I, I, you know, down in the bowels of the room, yep. he was coming down the race and I and was going, the other, going way. the other way. And I just walked past him and I, it's not for me to say what he was feeling, but I saw the look in his eyes and I just knew looking at him, the pain that was going to ensue after what happened that night. Oh, it was, it was, were you at the footy club then or not? Yeah, yeah. So I I was at that ground. Oh, ground. I was at that game. So I suppose I was at the ground. Um, in in the role that I played so well, which was emergency. Right. Um, so I was up in the stands watching, and I just remember like I was I was sat next to Tommy Mitchell actually because yep. we were 
we had the early flight to Canberra the next morning because it was a, it was Friday night footy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was Friday night footy. You're and, right. And because the next morning we flew to Canberra to play, like. So you're on the twos the next day, yeah. Twos the next day, um, and we're watching, and then like we actually kind of missed it because it wasn't necessarily with the play. Like the no, it, it wasn't. It happened, and then the ball. I, I can't remember exactly, but I remember the ball go, and then looking back, and I like I just saw. And the crowd going nuts. So I'd, I was seeing Goodsy pointing them and Tommy and I were like, far out, what's happened? And neither, like, 20, 2013, wasn't it? Um, and we were, like, neither of us had Twitter or anything. So, like, we... Like, and it's not something you're expecting. So you don't understand what's happened. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's different if you're on the telly and you're seeing replays at home watching. But when you're at the ground, as you and I were, it's what, what, what's, yeah, what's happened here. There's a murmur. Yeah, what, what's happened? And then it was like... Go down on the and you just knew, and you just like oh far out, and then everything that ensued, it was like far out. Like I guess from the pers- from from my perspective, you're watching like a black man who has done absolutely everything um, uh, in his in his professional and personal life. He's done everything right. And he's got every reason to be respected in his workplace. And loved. And loved. And then the second he actually calls out racism in his own workplace, he's the one who ends up who ends up getting bloody Vilified. Vilified and to the point where, you know, it's still so fractured. Um, you know, it's been good to see him go to a couple of Swans functions. Brilliant. Which is which is warmed warmed my heart at least, um, and I know it's warmed the hearts of a lot of Swans supporters and clearly um, people from out from outside the footy club. But hopefully, it's warmed his heart. That's the main thing, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just that that it was really really hard to it was really hard to watch that happen to to someone who you know you you loved as an idol but loved as a mate as well. Mm. So in that situation now where you're on ABC TV every morning, every morning, uh, there's still something I want to ask you about the Swans. Yeah. When, when something comes up when there's racism in AFL mm. and everybody turns to you. Yeah. Like I said to you, should we be saying you're the yeah. first Indigenous man to call commercial radio? Should people immediately be asking you? Like, that's that. <laughs> it's I, a cross to bear. Yes. Because it's a lot of pressure. It is. Oh, and. Because and it's such a. No, sorry. Oh, no, 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 go. Well, it's. You have to choose your words <laughs> so carefully. And I've seen you speak off the cuff emotionally about it. That's hit me to the core of my being, but. It's 6.30 in the morning and you've got to have an answer. Me again for a quick second. I just wanted to give you an example of the size of the issues Tony is called upon to speak about off the cuff frequently. In this case, on ABC News Breakfast, on the tragic topic of Indigenous deaths in custody, which is a stain on our country. Speaking to a lot of a lot of friends and family in our communities, where angry, white hot with rage, nothing's being done. So much, so much uh, finger pointing of the the problems here, the problems there. 
the answers are in the Royal Commission from 30 years ago, and so many of those recommendations have not been acted upon. And, I mean, that's the thing that kills me. <laughs> well, that's poor, that's, that's poor use of work. That's the thing that really frustrates me. It's, mm. we know what needs to be done, and, you know, whoever's in charge at, uh, over the course of those 30 years, nothing has been done. And again and again and again, this is more than once a month that this happens, more than once a month. Make no mistake, this is an urgent, this is an urgent matter. This is, this is as serious a health risk as there is in the Indigenous community. You go into jail, you are a huge chance of dying. Yep. Huge, huge, huge chance of dying. It's, it, yeah, this is, this is a national crisis, one of the many that Indigenous people face. I, I presume if, you, if something happens at 7.30 on a Sunday night, um, yeah, I've, I'm, you know your phone's ringing the next morning. Oh, well, it's, I, always, I always joke to the offsiders, um, uh, to the offsiders producers that it seems like every time I finally say yes to go on that show, it's like something happens on the Saturday night. Yes. And I've got a bloody, I've got to front up and do a, and, and like I'm saying this tongue in cheek, but it's like, you know, you've got to then have a really nuanced yet powerful and strong answer but it's also and this is and, and this is the cook thing about the jobs we do it's also got to be quite sound bitey yes and it's, and it's got to be and it's got to be made in maximum two minutes you know yeah. how do you summarize 250 years in yeah and then, but then also speak on behalf of everyone which you can't no but um, people expect you to exactly because of the color of your skin 100 percent. so like it's like there's all that kind of stuff and um freaking nightmare oh it is it is um but I mean, I said it's my cross to bear. It's it's also my my privilege to be in a position to be able to to have the platform exactly. And and so like mm. I won't I won't shy away from doing it. Just can't wait for there to be a couple more soldiers, yeah, um, who we can turn to as well. Yeah, it's a it's a great answer, mate. Um, yeah, it's a, I, I would I think it is a cross to bear. I think you're right. The Swans, twenty thirteen, beat my beloved Hawks. In a grand final. 2012. 20, sorry, 2012 to 2013, the Hawks got it done. So 2012, <laughs> the Swans beat my beloved Hawks. Mm -hmm. And they're home, all right. They've done it. What a team. That culture, the bloods. That's what it's all about. You were that close. Yeah, I was the emergency. It's always the discussion grand final week, you know, who's in, who's, who's in, out, yeah. who's in. Because I, I went back to look at it. Your name was in discussions the whole way through. Mm. It was it was you so and mummy, old mate from so so mummy was cooked yes um and so was and and so it was between Luke Parker and Parker, I Parker that's who it was Lukey Parker and so um basically it was kind of like um so Jeremy McVeigh was my mentor um he was awesome still is awesome he'll he'll be a great senior coach one day I think um and I, and like I remember kind of thinking all right if it's a sunny day. It'll be me, and if it's like a bit more of a in and under day, you'd probably go with the bull. Um, and woke up, and you know, you know, you look straight out the window, and you're like, oh, because remember, it was kind of, it was kind of. Mm. I don't know if you remember, I do, because it's burnt uh, the, into the, my memory. The hawks it was got patchy. Beat, so it was, I tried to oh, yeah, right suppress, 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 suppress. Yeah. Um, there was no premiership that year. Yeah, in <laughs> yeah, Crimea River, mate. Well, <laughs> what were the next three? Um, <laughs> So, so what was the weather? It was it, it, it was it was like one of those days where it, it was like a flick of the coin as to like is it is it overcast or is it sunny? You know, there's a, a few typical clouds. Melbourne. Yeah, it was like your typical Melbourne. Yep. Anyway, um, so I come down the escalator to go to Brecky, and Mac has already been coming up, and he kind of looks at me, and he's like, you know, 
could be on here. Chance. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I've I've done the warm up and all that kind of stuff. Um, so you still don't know? Still don't know for sure. Like, how long is this before the game? So, so, so this is like in the in the in the kit, in the kit. And I just I remember doing the warm up and I just get the look from horse and he just. Like, goes, have you have you strapped your ankles and stuff? Like I'm ready to go. Oh. And anyway, and anyway, like I just I just get the from the coach mm, from the horse. Shake of the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I've kept, I keep forgetting the audio. I'm because <laughs> you could have been giving the I'm big here. thumbs up there, Tone. For the listeners, I'm 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 miming over here, and it's and it's just clocked to me. There's no camera on my face. Um, and so, anyway, I, so it's a shake of the head. Yeah, it's I, a negative. I get the shake of the head, and you know you've got to stay up. How how do you stay up? Well, just you just do what's you just do what's right. Can, can you? Oh, I was, I was gutted. Now tell me your feeling inside. Okay, so you know that, um, like, like that sick feeling. Like, I don't know, you might have. I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it was, it was like, it was like loss and grief immediately. Immediately. Yeah, it was. You know. Well, it's your dream, right it was, there. It was physical. It was tangible. Like, I, 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 I could feel it. It wasn't. It wasn't necessarily just a fleeting. It was like, Ugh. and um. So now, like, yeah, I'll never forget, like, all the boys got together, still up, still up, and then out of the rooms, out of the rooms they all go, and I was just down the bottom of the race. So, like, I saw, kind of saw the, I kind of saw the huddle go, I mean, sorry, I saw the banner go up, and so it blocked out the other side of the G, and I just saw the, like, the song start, and the boys go, and you go back into the rooms, and it was just myself, Trent Dennis Lane, and Tommy Walsh in there. And it was, like, it went from, like, the most, you know, busy place Ever and then there's just no one in there, just us. And yeah, of course, I cried. Did you? Yeah. Birthday as well. Mm. On my birthday. Happy birthday, yeah. horse. Oh no. Oh, what the fuck? Anyway, mum's 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 up top, and yeah, I just remember. Yeah, mum's there. Yeah, of course. Um, Margaret's there. And how? And like how? So she only finds out when when they run out. When you don't run out on the ground. Yeah, because obviously, like you can't. No. Like you're not you're not texting and her heart's breaking. Oh, every yeah. So it was. It was ultimately, sorry, that day took me a while to reconcile with. Like, I'm fine with it now. What, what's it like watching, like, Malcheski? It, it's, a, it's a great grand final. Malcheski pulls one out of nowhere. Pulls one out of the bag, Malcheski's yeah. never did it in his life and uh, the Swans win. Like, there'd be... You, you know what? It Like, it obviously oscillated. Like, yes. at some parts of the game I'm going, you know, come on, boys. Other parts, I'm like, oh god, like they're gonna win, I'm gonna miss out, you know. And then, and then, and then you let that little selfish. But ultimately, I was so wrapped. Like I was, I was so wrapped for everyone. Wrapped may be, but hard to watch. Oh, it was, it, it was exactly. It was like it was truly bittersweet. Um, you know, dictionary definition. Um, and then you're a team man, so there's the function that night. You go back to Sydney, you get presented. There's Mad Monday with the boys. You're involved in all this, I presume, yes. as a valued member of the team. Yes, but you know what it's like. In, so it's dragging it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think by then you're kind of you're happy for the boys. Yeah, happy, happy for the guys, and probably, and probably just at that point, I just kind of had like hadn't unpacked it all, and I just kind of suppressed how I felt about it. Mm. Um, when did you unpack it? Oh, like I started on like. So I start. I probably started seeing a psych. Not probably. I did start seeing a psych after that year. Okay. And I, and I have ever since. I think it's the best thing ever. Why? For, for for everyone. Not not for personally what you're talking about. No. Why do you think it's a good thing? 
so I'll so the analogy I I've come up with for it is it's like it's like getting your car serviced. It's like you like the car might not be falling apart, but just get it serviced so it runs beautifully. Hmm. Is it is it the stereotypical sitting sit on the couch type setup? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, okay. like I sit, I sit. I mean, um, it's like just opposite each other. Um, just just have a yarn. Sometimes I go in and I'm like, I'm I'm feeling like I got a bit to get off my chest. You know, stuff might not be happening for me at work. I'm trying to, uh, I don't know. I'm getting frustrated with you know the way I am, um, like 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 the like my own self worth, like like. Whatever, whatever it might be, or I'm flying and I and I, and I want to go. Well, why? Huh. You know, tell like like tell you know. Let's try to unlock patterns here so I can I can try to stay in that space. So, yeah, that's 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 why I use it, and I I I, I think it's great. Yeah, I would I would encourage everyone to do it. Yeah, I might have to have a crack at it. That is the end of the Howie Games Artist Series number 11, part A, featuring Tony Armstrong. So much more goodness to come your way in part B.